Now, it's time for your hosts, the wonder twins of customer experience, Adam Toporek and Jeannie Walters. Adam, you know, we've talked a lot about how the changes that we encountered in 2020 affected customers, but you know who else they affected? Uh, Everyone. Everyone, (laughs) including customer experience leaders. Yes, 100%. The people who were leading these organizations who were trying to figure out how do we adjust, how do we react, how do we keep our leaders focused on the customer experience when all these other things are happening. And that's why I'm so excited about the conversation that we're about to share with Christine Reimer from SurveyMonkey. She works with these leaders all the time and really goes out of her way to listen to them. And it's just, there's so much in here. I'm so excited. No, it was a great interview. And she just brings, Christine brings a wealth of data, which is fantastic because obviously she's with SurveyMonkey. So (laughs) they have the data. They bring the receipts, right, Jeannie? Isn't that what the kids say? They bring the receipts. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, that's been one of the things that, you know, we've talked about it with clients and it's just, how do you predict, how do you plan for, how do you strategize for a future when, you know, that is always about projecting forward a pattern, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's all leadership for the future is. And, you know, outside of some innovation, you're generally trying to figure out you know, which, what are my percentages and which patterns are going to apply and how are they going to play out. And when the pattern is completely just wrecked, right, it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. How do you project that future? So, you know, um, Christine really brings some lessons from a lot of discussions and a lot of data about like what were executives facing and what did they do? What were the things that were most important in customer experience last year as everyone tried to figure out this uncertain future? Yeah, absolutely. And present, I should say, not just the uncertain future, but the uncertain present. Yeah, I think we're in for uncertainty for a while. <laughs> so we <laughs> yes. can say present and future. So there are lessons in this episode for now. Mm-hmm. And for and for the future, I would say. So so let's get started. Let me tell you a little bit about my friend Christine Reimer. She is a seasoned executive with a unique blend of product marketing, customer success, and enterprise systems experience leveraged to lead high-performing, cross-functional teams to deliver world-class customer experiences. As the Vice President of Customer Experience, Christine leads SurveyMonkey's customer experience program, community, and thought leadership to drive growth and innovation. Prior to joining SurveyMonkey in 2016, Christine held a variety of CX leadership roles, including Intuit's professional services team for digital banking and the customer success for Intuit Health. Christine began her career in enterprise business systems and data management, where she aligned cross-functional teams to deliver measurable business outcomes. Christine leverages her customer-centric and bias-to-action approach to help organizations transform customer feedback into action to improve the customer experience to drive growth. Hi, Christine. We're so happy you're here with us today. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So glad to be here, Jeannie and Adam. So great to have you. And I know you have tremendous insights uh, working with SurveyMonkey, as you do, because I'm sure you've seen a lot of data. So I'm going to get straight to the million-dollar question here at the early part of 2021. How has customer experience changed as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? 
It's it's a great question, Adam. And, and, you know, honestly, I can remember sitting at my desk in April going, oh, dear Lord, like for all the data I have, I have not navigated this. <laughs> um, so, you know, what do you do when you're not sure? To me, it's you ask for feedback, right? And so actually, very early in April, I gathered a dozen cust- of the top customer experience leaders that I knew, and I asked them that very question what are you doing different? And so we'll talk about, um, I'll give you kind of three headlines of what I saw early in the pandemic that tr- that influenced customer experience in 2020, and then uh, sort of tee up at least what I'm seeing uh, heading into 2021. Great. So, The first thing we saw was a bunch of folks in headlights saying, I can't actually focus on the customer experience if my employees are not in a position to deliver. So it was so funny, those initial conversations when we try to talk about what are you doing different for your customers, it all came back to, you know, the employee experience. So things like, are they set up to work from their homes, assuming most folks, not all, right? There were still essential workers, but most folks then shift how they do their work to home. So do they have the right tools? Are they uh, are they able to manage their customers' privacy, et cetera? So really, really tactical, setting employees up for success. But then on top of that, making sure employees were um, positioned slash trained to show up to their customers with empathy. So, right, you're talking to a customer in March and April and they're in New York City. How are you? And they're a restaurant or they are a travel industry. How are you showing up with that right, um, both the policies as well as the expectation setting to show up with your customers? We know empathy matters, but my goodness this year, if you're not showing up human first Mm -hmm. before business, right, you're just missing the mark. And we've seen this both in the conversations um, as well as, you know, in terms of how you show up digitally. So that was the first trend that I saw in pandemic was really focused on 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 talking to your employees and setting them up to show up to their customers as humans. Number two, the second trend we saw, which shouldn't be surprising, is my goodness, digital mattered, right? <laughs> you were, I hear Jeannie laughing, you know, <laughs> your customers may have been, you have a, a physical presence, you have human interactions, and now all of a sudden, uh, digital is uh, where your customers are spending their time. And so making sure you're laser focused, we have talked for years about this digital transformation, but my goodness, was there not a transformation in 2020. So that was the second key um, shift that I saw in the pandemic across customers, across all industries, B2B, B2C, um, multiple industries and all geos. And then the third thing we saw was really this focus on um, agility. Uh, Agility meaning um, really shifting businesses or businesses set up for success, really shifting to listening to their customers focused on the experience. Why? Because for so many businesses, acquiring customers got a lot, lot harder. And so there was a shift in a prioritization 
to focus on your existing customers, to listen to them, to improve their experience so that you have an opportunity not just to retain, but grow that relationship, whether that's in the pandemic or afterwards. So certainly employee experience first to deliver for customers, the prioritization of digital, and then that that reprioritization, that agile shift to prioritizing customer experience is what I saw in 2020. I'd love to hear if that's you guys saw that as well. Yeah, I I love how you summarized all of that and really underlined that idea of being human, because I think that's something that, you know, we all witnessed the acceleration of digital transformation. But part of what that did was allow us to be more human to our customers, to show more empathy, to understand them better by seeking that feedback, by helping them through those digital experiences. So I love the way that you summarized all that. And, you know, one of the things that you talked about briefly there was about, you know, the restaurant idea, the policies and expectations and how those are shifting. And I really think that some of those expectations and some of those behaviors of customers, those are going to be continued changes like people are not going to go back to quote unquote the way it was in I don't know what we're going to call it before times or (laughs) (laughs) yeah we need need a good acronym (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know setting those expectations not just for customers but also for employees and figuring out what their expectations are that's all part of the formula here and so as we look ahead, as here we are in early 2021, but as we look ahead, what are some of those trends that you're seeing? Like, what are the behaviors that will or won't change, do you think? And and what should CX leaders be aware of? Yeah, it, it's a great question. And, and I agree with you, Jeannie. I mean, there's there's so many things that we, you know, want to want to go back to on the other side of this, but there's a lot that, you know, we we hear folks um, saying on a personal level that they want to continue and certainly in how we run our business. Um, at SurveyMonkey, we, you know, we absolutely wanted to understand not just what had changed in 2020, but what was likely to stick. And so in in um, September of 2020, we asked 1,700 um, customer experience professionals um, about what they were seeing and what they expected to 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 last and and enduring changes and and similar to some of those trends but i've got some nice statistics and i'm always a fan of of providing customer experience leaders with the data they need to influence others. Um, and so here's a couple, uh, there, there's three trends that we're seeing as we as we head into 2021. Um, one is that CEX will continue to be more important than ever. So for CX professionals, this is good news. Um, in fact, 87% of CX professionals said it is getting more attention in the C-suite um, and it has been prioritized higher Again, coming back to retaining your existing customers. How do you know if they're going to stay with you or buy again? You got to ask. And so, you know, customer experience starting fundamentally with listening to your customers, understanding what they're saying and taking action. um, We expect that to be a longstanding trend, um, uh, a continued shift. The second is I hit on this in in what got started in 2020 or or accelerated, I should say, is digital. So fascinatingly, of the 1,706 professionals, 60% they had said they had added more listening posts, more places they were listening to the customers, and more than ever that was around digital. So 
how are you when folks show up at your website and take a look <laughs> at the content or try to buy something or try to get help? You know, are you in that moment asking if you met those expectations? This is an area that we see CX leaders know they need to focus, but my goodness, that has accelerated. Um, in fact, 75% of CX leaders said they are accelerating new or existing digital uh, transformation initiatives. So it could be re redoing a website or adding feedback to there. Um, and what's really interesting is 80% said they are now involved in the digital channel. And that is a an absolute shift. Whereas it, you know, in, in old world, your customer experience professionals might have had an eye towards digital, but might not been as deeply and closely involved. So trend number one, CX is absolutely more important than ever with feedback being at the heart of that, and then a digital channel. And then the third area that we asked about that I found interesting is around this hypothesis that agility, agility has never mattered more in business. Um, and what we found was that companies that were actually not just surviving, but experiencing final financial growth since COVID hit were three times as likely, more likely to say they can adapt to changing customer needs quickly versus mm. those with revenue decline. Now, I always caveat the statistic of, you know, if you're in hospitality or travel or restaurants, you know, I, what I don't want to do is, is, is say, oh gosh, if you just listen to your right. customers, <laughs> right. when people aren't flying and they're not staying in hotels and they are not allowed to go into restaurants, you know, customer experience is not going to save you. That said, you know, what we hear is regardless of industries there, you are better positioned, not just to survive, but thrive. And for many, that agility has has positioned them not just to survive but actually grow in this environment yeah. Um, and yeah so so that agility um and two agile companies that self-identified as being agile were two times more likely to feel prepared to withstand a turn uh, an economic turndown so mm -hmm. i think again the importance the, the digital channels, and then this really being thoughtful of asking yourself, how can I be more agile? Well, and I think what's so interesting about that is, you know, people have been talking about these investments for a long time, and some organizations were doing it because this might happen, right? Like, we might have to adapt. Right. And now we're seeing that those are the, the leaders in customer experience now, and they're the ones who are really able to be nimble and adapt to this and and provide that agility. So it's kind of like it's it's the rainy day fund in a way. It's it's about doing things even though it might not feel like the right thing right now, this is when it really pays off. And you brought yeah. you, you brought up so many great points. One of the things I love that what you said though, and cuz I I look at customer experiences, you know, like the first question I asked somebody goes like what industry are you in? Because it mm -hmm. changes everything. All right? And and this pandemic obviously has not fallen equally on different industries. Some have thrived, some have it. But did you see any breakdown by industry? Because it seems anecdotally, you know, what I've observed this year, what Jeannie and I have talked about observing this year, that this agility, uh, you know, sort of a metric or a marker ha has been across the industries. If you had one that was hit negatively or had one that was impacted positively, agility's either made you, you know, stand out in the positive side or be one of the survivors or one of the people, uh, one of the companies able to thrive, like the restaurants that were able to pivot to delivery and carry out quickly, right? Um, did, you, did you see any breakdown? Did you have any data like how it uh, went across industries? 
Yeah, no, I I didn't. Um, I, I could dive into the study and look at self-identifying. I do spend, I've probably been on conversations or consults with 100 CX leaders. And yes, agree with you, Adam. I always start industry and even within industry, you know, one of the largest national food distributors, you know, I, I started the conversation. They were investing in their digital transformation and looking for help on, on gathering feedback. Um, and I was like, well, food, you know, food distribution, grocery stores, like you must be doing well. And he said, yeah, we provide the nation's school lunches. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> how do you think you plan for that? And I just had this moment where I was like, uh, oh yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, oops. You know, absolutely, Adam. You know, starting with you know yeah. obviously that um, logic. We have seen some customers who are on. Um, let's say they're they are doing very well in this pandemic because they help companies in digital transformation. What they made a comment that they were doing was actually when it comes to customer segmenting. They were looking at their customers, putting an overlay by industry based on um, how we know the pandemic have hit, has hit them and then adding it to the customer scorecard as a way to how to show up with them. Meaning if you have a restaurant, a traveler or a hospitality company calling and you know struggling to renew because cash flow, I mean, they are just trying to make it to the other side the customer success folks were in a totally different position to um, really work with that customer to help them get through it versus other companies whose industry isn't as a hard hit that they were um there were firmer rules about um about you know having um more of an expansion conversation. So um, that's some of what I've seen kind of on the ground and practically of, of how customer experience leaders are thinking about segmentation and then adding feedback into that to adjust the experience in this pandemic. Well, I love that. And that circles back to, if I recall, if I have the numbers in the order right, your first point, because that is basically like scaled empathy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and that, that's just beautiful because that's, you know, it's almost easier to teach empathy on the one-to-one -one level on the customer service training side than to really look at it experientially and at scale. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's exactly. And that is, I mean, it is a, um, we have a, um, see that conversation that I had in April with a dozen CX leaders, you know, at HP and Salesforce and DocuSign and um, uh started in April and then word of mouth expanded. We now have 126, uh, 120 CX leaders that we meet with monthly. They pick the topic. Um, and then um, I write the benchmark survey data as a practitioner. Um, I write the survey of, of what would I want. And I have a, a core group of folks, Cheney's often in there with me <laughs> saying, I'd love to know this. The This group completes that survey um, and then they and then we're able to give them benchmark data and have a conversation around it and so a lot of um, a lot of how we've shifted have been folks you know asking questions my good friend Charles Gao is the customer experience leader for the Golden State Warriors and the Chase Center so you know where I got my first piece of humble pie in that April discussion where you know going around the table and these you know uh, digital companies are talking about you know some course correcting and Charles is like 
yeah, no, my product <laughs> cannot play and my event center cannot open. So to talk about a pivot, and it was just, again, that, you know, really stark reminder. Now, Charles has also done a phenomenal job shifting to digital. Um, he, you know, uh, well, I, I won't brag about him without his uh, permission. <laughs> but uh, again, the importance of listening to your the people that matter most, your fans, your partners during this time, puts uh, you really in a great position to, to um, thrive on the other side. I, lo I love that. And I love that, you know, here you are, you are leading customer experience in so many ways at SurveyMonkey. You've got all this rich data. And really, so much of this is about having those conversations. Yeah. And sometimes I think we miss that. We we focus so much on the data outcomes that we kind of forget some of those things. So I love the way that you've married those two things together. And, and you know, coming down from that, you know, 10,000 yeah. foot view, um, I've got a question for you. <laughs> we love to do this to our guests <laughs> at the end here. So we talk all about these big ideas, these big macro ideas. But if you had to take a customer experience expression or phrase or piece of advice and put that on a bumper sticker, what would that be? It's a great question, and uh, you, you gave me a, a quick heads up, and I've been, you know, both uh, uh, telling my stories and churning on this. Um, you know, to me, customer experience. You know, what I'm thinking about is is are you are you um, listening to that voice, to that sentiment? Um, you know, the why behind the what? Are you um, are you marrying that feedback with additional data sources so you can have actionable insights? And then what are you doing about it? I think if I if I wanted to put it on a bumper sticker, I think I would start from the beginning with something as simple as, did you ask your customer about that? <laughs> Love it. Because, and I, I must confess, I did see this uh, somewhere uh, on some like little ask customer sort of thing. So uh, if, if there's credit, someone out there in the universe thought of that first. But really it comes, it starts from that place of curiosity. It starts from that place of um, how do you know, you know, this is what we need to do. How do you know? Did you ask your customers through conversations? And then did you ask your customers at scale, which is really where obviously we help customers do that. So did you ask your customers about that? Because so often with our best intention, we have that humbling moment where we say, oh, gosh, well, I kind of sort of maybe kind of know <laughs> I didn't. So yeah. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. That's usually exactly how it goes. Well, I love no, your, that's perfect. I love your answer because it's perfect. It's pithy and it's on brand for you. So it's, it works yeah. on all levels. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, this has been fantastic, Christine. Thank you so much. You've just uh, shared so many insights. So please uh, let our listeners know where they can find you, learn more about you and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am um, quite active on LinkedIn. Um, I am usually publishing uh, articles or data from our CX community as, as regularly as I can. Um, and there are some articles in there where if you're interested in joining the CX community I refer to, um, you can complete a survey and then we vet those and, and have folks join. So LinkedIn is the primary a mediocre and Twitter at best. Um, so that's probably <laughs> the best, uh, best way to reach me. But thank you guys, uh, Jeannie and Adam, for having me. It's an honor to, uh, to participate.
Well, thank you so much. And we'll be sure to add your LinkedIn profile and everything to our show notes as well so people can find you there. But this was just such a fun conversation and so full of insights that I'm sure everybody got so much out of this. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Stay healthy and safe, my friends. Uh, You too. Thanks, Christine. Thank you. Well, I, I love that we had that conversation and there was there was data in there. There was storytelling in there. There was real world experience. I mean, this was just packaged up with a bow as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Agreed. 100%. And Judy, have you asked your customer lately? Good <laughs> What's question. What's happening with them? You know, it, it's, um, it's always interesting to think about right, not only just feedback and sort of what, how we use it, but that the, the fact that, you know, the aggregate data is so important to mm-hmm. just not just looking at like our company's data, but taking away these lessons from all these executives and from all these different industries and just from, you know, I, I will go maybe as broadly as the economy as a whole, but, you know, in that spirit, right? Yeah. Just really broad based lessons about what is everybody confronting? How are they handling it? And what has worked and what hasn't worked? And I just love that Christine had, you know, sort of the one, two, threes of uh, exactly, you know, what has been effective and where the focus has been. Yeah. And I just think she's so, um, she's so great at pointing out that sometimes it really is about asking people. It's just about reaching out and saying, hey, this is what we think we know, but maybe we don't know this, like, let's ask people and get that feedback. I think that's so important. And we spend so much time in customer experience talking about what to do with the feedback. But sometimes we don't spend enough time talking about how we gather and, and the humble ways that we need to ask for it and really listen. And 100%. Uh, you know what, Jeannie, let me try it here live. We're going to do this live. I'm going to give it a shot. Jeannie, on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> How likely are you to recommend the Crack the Customer Code podcast audience? Recommend the audience? 11. Yes. 11. I, <laughs> I had a feeling our amps were going to go to 11 on this answer. That's right. They are the best. And that's why we're so grateful. And we know that you got a lot out of this conversation because I know we did as well. So thank you to Christine for joining us. Thank you, our listeners, for being here at Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio. So be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. You can learn more about me and our journey mapping program, CX training and speaking at experienceinvestigators.com. And you can sign up for our free year of CX at yearofcx.com. And I'm Adam DePork, and you can learn more about my virtual customer experience presentations and our online training in both customer experience and customer service at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.